What's going on everyone? It's your boy JVD and we're back at it again with another episode of the FPL and Wine podcast. What's going on guys? Jason here. How you doing JVD? Good game week? Yeah, and uh, decent right now. Decent. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Leeds play. but Yeah, you got a couple guys to go, right? You know, it's been a while since we potted. It feels like a while at least. I know we didn't. You no, know, it. Yeah, we missed last week due to some... Uh, scheduling issues no big deal we'll we'll be back on it um so yeah we got a lot to talk about this pod um you're on 35 points this week we're actually potting right before fulham west brom as well as leeds leicester so uh we're we're missing the fulham game it should be happening like basically as we're recording uh but no big deal i don't think anything anyone expects anything crazy to happen there um leeds leicester is big for you though right you got two guys there yeah so uh last few weeks i've been pretty bad yeah not great, dude. Not i don't think great. we've broke we've broke 50 points nope it's not not looked good for the last couple of weeks for the boys for sure uh, having said that though like most of even the fpl experts have been not been doing their best like late riser fpl family they're still like doing average so i don't know it's a weird season i i'm not that bothered um i think it's still early in the season and like we're in like still decent position like within like a million or so game week or overall rank so it's not that bad um and i mean we're always trying to look forward in this game like that's one thing that i wanted to like kind of look at in this episode because we spent a lot of time like kind of reviewing the games and seeing what happened but um i think we should try and take an approach just for um to looking forward and seeing if we can project who's going to do well in the next uh three four five weeks going out so um you want me to run through the talking points real quick yep all right so yeah so on that note um our first thing is uh, we're going to pick out three attacking and three defensive teams over the next uh, four to five game weeks to try and project out. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Everton assets because they do have some injuries as well as suspensions. Uh, what we were doing with DCL, uh, Man City attack, as I mean, they've kind of kind of shut up, shut up shop last couple games. Uh, Chelsea defense, what to do with Wolves assets. Is it time to double up on Spurs or have we kind of maybe missed that window? Uh, Barkley, Grealish, uh, Watkins, maybe even a little bit of talk. And then is it time to drop Trent? And Robertson, I guess, will also fall into that. And then, of course, the usual, we'll do our match predictions for game week seven, uh, a couple of differentials, what we're doing for our transfers, as well as captaincy. So, yeah, should be a good good episode. We got a lot to discuss. Yes, indeed we do. Um, so let's tackle the first talking point. Yeah, sure thing. So three attacking teams. So I'll let you go first, uh, pick out one or two, and I'll fill in wherever. Yeah, Um. for me... I'm going to go with Villa, Leeds, and you know what? I'll throw Chelsea in there for now. Um, I think Chelsea's definitely a good attacking team. They have a lot of firepower. Yeah, that was my other pick as well. Yeah, they have a lot of firepower right now. Werner, Ziyech is starting to kind of find his rhythm. I think he had his first start on the weekend and had, what, 13, 14 points? So he, he looked good, man. He looked really good. He looked good. His price is going to rise, so very good there. Werner, Havertz... Uh, you know, are in there. I don't know about if Havertz is a pick, but Werner and Ziyech are looking good. I'd have, um, what's it called? I'd have uh, Everton in there as well, based on if they get their all their guys back on, on full fitness for the Burnley, or sorry, for the Fulham Leeds Burnley run. Um, I think that Everton are also a good pick, but I, I agree. Yeah, Villa, for sure. They have really good fixtures coming up. Chelsea as well. And then who was the other one you said? Um, 
Leeds. I said Leeds just because like they're always gonna score, man. I I think the Arsenal fixture and Crystal Palace is a bit iffy because those guys both like kind of park buses. But yeah, they're they they kind of go crazy and they'll break. Like we haven't seen a team like them in the Premier League where they just like they, they create chances just off their like um just off the desire of like getting into the getting stuck in right. So yeah, that's pretty. Right, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, for the defense, my my two picks would be um, Palace as well as Arsenal. Um, like I said just now, um, those two teams, they kind of always set up with their first intention to be defend as much as possible. And so I think that they have a good outlook moving forward. Um, in terms of actual players, I think PVA is actually a really sneaky kind of pick from Palace. Uh, Patrick Van Aanholt, um, he plays like, like, like that left wing back slot. Um, and he's on penalties a lot of the time as well. Should be fit. Fixtures coming up are good. And then from Arsenal, I'd take Gabriel, Gabriel, whatever, and uh, Bellerin as well. Bellerin looked like he was really getting into the box and into the attacking third against United uh, in the few times Arsenal did attack. That game was terrible, by the way. I don't want to think about that. Um, but yeah, those are my two picks. Who's your Who's your guy? Yeah, no, I like Arsenal. I agree with you with that. I think Arsenal's more long-term in terms of defensive assets, I think... Yeah, you can kind of just hold them, right? Yeah, I think Palace is a bit short-term. I know they have four good fixtures coming up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, PVA is definitely a good shell. We know what he can do. He's a, one, like a very good FPL asset that's been playing over the years. So, no problem there. I really like Chelsea. Um, I know this is weird. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea yeah, because like, I know this is weird spending a transfer on a goalkeeper, but I really like Mendy right now. Just he's like he's very cheap compared to makes a ton of saves. Makes man. a ton of saves. He's five compared to five five, which most goalie most good goalkeepers are in this game. Yeah, any starting goalie for a top four team comes in at five five, but kind of weird actually, right? Exactly, and uh, I like Chilwell. Chilwell and Mendy are my picks for Chelsea, and then what about Zuma? um so yeah like he's like he's scoring those headers those are kind of like low percentage chances but i mean he's scoring them and the, de- the delivery is really good right what's his price uh i think five one or five two maybe he rose i'm not sure five two so not expensive at all um if you don't have the money for Chilwell, i think it's fine to go down to zuma and yeah bellerin as well is in there for me um 5.0 exactly so I'm kind of debating between those guys, actually. We'll talk about that for my transfers. Yeah, but I think uh, overall, guys, in terms of three attacking teams, three defending, I think the two teams that fall kind of in both in, in both would be Chelsea, Arsenal, I guess. Yeah, our, exactly. Yeah, and then... I agree. But, like, I think we're both in agreement that Villa have... They have very good run of fixtures in terms of attacking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, um, yeah, you said Leeds. I said Palace as well for defense. So, yeah, guys, look into those guys. Um Especially the wing backs, I think, on these teams that are good defensives, defenses, especially when they're playing five at the back, the wing backs, um, they'll just luck into clean sheets as well. So definitely look into those guys. Anyways, moving on, we'll talk about Everton assets real quick. Um, touched on this a little bit briefly, but uh, what do you think? Um, you want to keep DCL? Uh, are you looking to bring in anyone from there? Or do you want to just wait and see? Yeah, so I'm looking to keep DCL and get rid of James Rodriguez. Um, DCL is still one of the best uh, FPL assets this season. He's scoring no matter if he gets uh, distribution or not. Uh, this past game week was kind of evident of that. Like They didn't have Rodriguez, Dinier. They were playing Newcastle down 2-0, and he still managed to score. So that's something that I want to see in my strikers. Even if the game's not going your way, can you still manage to get, get us some points? So DCL is a stay for me. I think everybody should have him right at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a must. Um, there are like, like if you look at Bamford or, uh, Wilson, um, 
or even I mean like I have Ings. There's there are options around there, um, but I think the 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 main factor with DCL is that the team is actually going to get better from here, considering he's like been missing his his running mate in Richarlison as well as uh, the main provider in Hamez. Um, I think he's only going to get better from here, and those fixtures coming up with Fulham. I know Leeds are obviously a good team, but um, Burnley as well after that. There's there's some points there, and um, I'm definitely looking to keep him. Yeah, and then I'm looking to get rid of Rodriguez at this point just because there's other midfielders that I want, maybe Grealish, Ziyech. There's just a lot of guys, a lot of more options, and I don't want to put uh, all my eggs in one basket. Kind of, I'd, I'd rather have just stick to DCL in terms of my Everton assets and go from there. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Um, anything in the defense? Because their their fixtures are pretty good for defense coming up. I don't mind that at all. For some reason, even when they did have their full defensive lineup with Dinier, Pickford, and stuff, well, they have Pickford in net. Like, yeah, okay, he rested this weekend, but anytime that guy's in net, did he rest or is he dropped? That's the hey, question. if he's dropped, that's a good thing. Maybe then I'd look yeah, into it, it more. Yeah, it is for sure. But yeah. you know, like in the beginning, in the first seven weeks, they still they didn't get many many clean Yeah, they sheets, were right? conceding. You're, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. They were conceding. They have a four defender in there now in Kunu, in Kunku. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's gonna keep playing though. I, I'd probably just stay away from that. Um, yeah. Okay. Probably just avoid the defense. Keep their attack steady, and if you have um, double, maybe look to drop one of them. All right, so Man City attack is our next topic. What do you think about this? They've kind of been, I mean, I called it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, right? They've been kind of playing for one zeros, not really being too expansive and looking to attack. Yeah, very um, very uncharacteristic of them. Usually they yep. win with uh, fine margins, but now it's one zero two zero. They haven't had the best start to this season, but we can never overlook Man City because they can punish us all in one game week. Yep. Yeah, their next two fixtures are obviously terrible. Um, Liverpool and then Spurs. I know Liverpool and City is always a toss-up, and I think Liverpool normally edge it. But, um, yeah, the Spurs game is going to be very interesting as well. But then after that, man, the fixtures get crazy. It looks It's like a sea of green until, like, game week 22. Yeah, so you mentioned Liverpool and Spurs, but, yeah, I agree. Those are uh, tough fixtures, but Liverpool and Spurs have also conceded in, like, every game so far. Lots of so, goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, sure. it's going to be hard to fit KDB back in my team. Like, that's that's someone that I would want, KDB, because I, I don't really like stressing about anyone yep. else. But Sterling's a good shout. Foden. Uh, I guess you could argue Mares too. I know nah, you nah. I know you have. <laughs> no, nah, nah. I'm arguing against Mares, dude, from now on. Uh, I, I think he's just looked so bad. And once they get their striker back, I could see Ferran Torres replacing him on the right. Um, and I saw, like, some reports that, like, Aguero, KDB, all their, like, I think Gundogan, too, were, like, all their, like, uh, more experienced guys were, like, kind of upset with Mares for not passing. I saw, like, a report about that. Um, I'm not really feeling confident holding him, and he's probably, like, one of my outs this week. I have two free transfers, and, yeah, looking to move him on. Um, and it actually might end up being KDB in for me, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that during the transfers, but... Um, yeah, like you said, I do see them scoring in all these next upcoming matches, even though it's Liverpool and Spurs. They're good teams, but uh, with uh, given how good KDB is, I think he can still return, as well as Sterling and Foden, yeah. Yep. Moving on to the next topic, Chelsea defense. I know we just spoke about it, but if, if you want to go a little bit more in-depth, we can. Um, I'll, I'll briefly talk uh, touch on Chilwell and Mendy, just because I, I think those are 
my assets that I might transfer in or look to transfer in in the near future. I think Chilwell's pretty much nailed. I think Lampard's been looking for a left back for a while now. He didn't really like Alonso. I'm not sure where Emerson is. I think he left, right? I mean, he's still in the squad in FPL. It doesn't look like he's red flagged, so I think yes, he's still there. Yeah, so I mean, Chilwell's there. Um, I think Chilwell is nailed, a... as nailed as you can get in, in FPL. He looks like, I mean, he just looks so good every time exactly. he touches the pitch. So, um, I don't mind Chilwell, and I really like Mendy, just because he's cheaper than, like, let's say Hugo Lloris or uh, Patricio. Like, he's a 5, whereas those guys are 5.5s, five and yep. that extra point five could help. Yeah, it makes and a big difference. A little bit of rotation with Martinez could be nice, too. I know, I know we said like don't stress ourselves with goalkeeper rotation you're always gonna you might leave points on the bench but uh because he plays for chelsea like like jason said earlier top four team or top six team this season like they're gonna get more cleans i think than ashton villa so just just two defensive assets that i like uh any anything in your mind any players um i definitely like zuma um i think he is nailed i think my my biggest concern with him before at the start of the season was like was he actually nailed um, but it looks like if he keeps producing like this, um, there's going to be no issue. I thought he was really good in the last couple games as well. Um, yeah, no, no issues with Zuma. I think Thiago Silva being there and Mendy have just like completely changed the defense. Uh, honestly, if we're just being like just overall on Chelsea, their their attack was kind of unnecessary. All the money that they spent, if I'm being 100, um, because they were still good last season, but the defense is the real difference from last season to now. They it looks like they've actually shut up shop. And uh, the signings have been really good for them. So good job by them. For yeah, sure. so that's a little bit about Chelsea. Moving on to Wolves' assets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, technically, I, I already moved on. I moved on uh, Jimenez uh, for Kane this week, which was, I think, a good move. Yeah, I think that's fine. I have no complaints there. I know most guys in our league and our mini leagues had Potence, so that's good call on them because he finally got his goal. He was playing Dude, well. The I last think he's good, man. Games. He was. He's been playing well. Yeah, it's not that he's been playing well. Yep. There's no I issues agree. there. Um, at the price, even if like the fixtures are tough, right? The fixtures are really tough for the next little bit. But he's so cheap that like even if he's returning like one assist every three games or one goal every three games, like I still still think that's fine and it's probably a fine hold. Yeah, know? I like him as a player. He's he's there on locker he kind of makes things tick uh very good player so somebody i think i like i would hold if i had him Jimenez, i think it's time to get rid of yeah there's a lot of options there you can lose money there and get bamford you can uh if you don't have dcl that's fine um as well as if you can make some money and go up to like kane or werner those are also good options yeah and then obviously i was a little bit disappointed i got that text from you saiz was left out or left on the bench yeah yeah so that was unfortunate because I mean, if he were to play, he would have got me six points, but he didn't play, which sucks. Um, my Kilman owners, uh, good on you. I mean, very good player, cheap defender. Dude, you shouted him out very early. I, I remember this. Really? We we didn't know. We didn't really know too much about him, but we we shot you shouted him shouted him out mainly for his price because he was what four right at that time. Yeah, he started at four. He's four. So and I and I was like, who is that? But no, I think he's earned a, a right to play regularly on the weekends and. He's been getting good returns, man. I think he's what the best value for points, I think, in the league right now, or something like that. So probably, probably. But so. um, now that we're on defensive assets for Wolves, do we keep or sell? Um, honestly, I would keep unless it's Saiz. So if you have Kilman, if you have Rui, I mean, if whoever has Patricio, um, I guess, I guess that's about it. Honestly, if you have Kilman, I would keep. Anyone else, probably get rid. Um, because I still think that. 
they're gonna be shutting up shop in all these even though they have really tough fixtures they're they're like similar to palace where they kind of play defense first and then they look to attack on the break um and that kind of bodes well to keeping the score lines low um and especially like with Kilman's price he's basically free there's no real reason to spend a transfer there i would say yeah i agree with you um i think i'm gonna sell saiz at some point yeah the forwards probably drop though um and i guess like we said potence is so cheap that you can also just hold him and he'll just probably tick along and you can bench him even if you need to moving on to spurs is it time to double up on spurs or triple i mean if if you really want to go that far but yeah let's what's your take on that so my opinion would be that it was time to double up on them like three weeks ago i feel like the boat has kind of sailed on having like really heavy spurs assets um as we see in the last couple of games they're not scoring fucking five six three every single game uh that was always going to slow down at some point so i think we're kind of seeing that a little bit now um yeah i i don't i still don't mind if you have kane and son as a double up no no issues there their fixtures are obviously tough but um i still think that um i mean west brom is not tough by any means but city chelsea arsenal and then palace which is a bus liverpool not great fixtures um i still think they're gonna score so if you have one um that's fine i'm gonna probably keep sun through that whole run because when that's done they're gonna it's gonna open up again and they'll have more opportunities to score uh bunches and same with kane if you have kane if you have double i would probably look maybe if you need to make some money uh to move somewhere else that's fine Uh, a lot of people were saying game week 10 is a good time to move on to city and i would probably agree with that that's a good good swap there if you can make kane into uh gabriel jesus should be back by then or sun into kdb that's probably fine i i agree i think i'm somebody that would would, that would stick with kane but move sun on just because I want, like you said, KDB for Sun is ideal. I think that's what most people did when KDB got injured. Yeah, yeah. So if I can fund that somehow, that's probably going to be my move. But I want to keep Kane because I think he's a season hold. This, I mean, the penalties, season. right? Penalties and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he could have had like. Dude, speaking of, what the fuck was that call this week, man? Like that's so dangerous that that like undercut that he does. It's like a hip check in hockey, like. It's so dangerous. I feel, dude. I swear, like in our league, we play fucking Sunday league. That would be called against the against Kane, like for for being like doing a dangerous play. You could break someone's leg, break someone's ankle, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Kane was thinking. Piss me off, man. Free penalty for that, but you'll take it, right? Of course, and he's. (laughs) I'll take it, and I mean, Kane is Kane when it comes to penalties, right? He's very yeah, yeah. He's guaranteed on there on the spot. So yeah, I I would want to keep Kane and move Son on, but if you and then why don't we touch on Bale? Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think he's an issue in terms of his fitness. Uh, the goal was the goal was nice and everything, um, but I mean he's playing 20 minutes when he subs on in the league, so I don't think he's really an option as of yet. But I think he will become one um, if he starts to show fitness. And I'm not going to bring him in obviously for this run of fixtures, but after they come out of it, when they start to have easier easier games, and if he's up to full fitness by then, I think he's definitely definitely interesting. Okay, awesome. Moving on to Ashton Villa, um, Barkley or Grealish? Um, I think it's Grealish for me. Um, I know you brought in Barkley, and I think we talked about it when it when it happened in the first place. His positioning is kind of iffy. He sometimes plays really deep and not as involved as he could be. Um, so yeah, I would say Grealish, man. He's just involved with absolutely everything on that team. He's like 
constantly in the box, making crosses, creating chances, having shots. That dude, that's that goal that he scored. This I think it was the like like outside the box. Like what the hell was that, man? I didn't even like expect that, and I don't think the goalie did either. So sick. Yeah. So as a Barkley owner, um, I think it's in everyone's best interest to get Grealish. Uh, Barkley is good. Like I, I like him. Um, I think he played. He's good as a player, but not so much as FPL asset, well, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he played in the pocket a little bit more. Uh, this past game, so I didn't watch the full game. I just watched the highlights. He wasn't in the highlights, so obviously maybe he didn't get as involved. But if I watched the full game, I'm hoping he was at least creating or getting into the box. So something that I need to kind of figure out. But for now, I think Grealish is a priority. Maybe not for the. G- he's kind of fixture proof in a way but like he they have very good fixtures coming up and i think he's a must yeah after arsenal man i think everyone's gonna get him in at some point i think he's one of the best in the league so he's honestly he's like similar to a dcl in terms of like you can just throw him in your team and never even think about that slot because he's so uh he's so nailed and so involved that like he's not gonna have many uh long stretches of blanks yeah i mean i think Especially with the price, seven three is like nothing. There was a point uh, last FPL season where a lot of people brought him in, and then post, and then at like post lockdown, he his form kind of dropped because like they almost got relegated. No, but they they were playing more defensively. I think that's what it is. He wasn't as involved because um, they weren't attacking as freely. Yeah, but uh, no, I guess yeah. With Watkins in the picture and Barkley, like this erases his appeal a lot, and he could be even better than what he was last season so yeah i think people should get him he's 7.3 right now and he's definitely going to go up to 7.5 7.5 and higher i think if higher. he keeps returning yeah yeah 29 so i think he could easily reach like 40 to 50 percent by between like now and december so yeah i think getting Grealish in is pretty solid if you have any uh, midfield issues which i do and i'm looking at that for sure moving on to i guess one of the biggest topics of this episode is it time to drop trent alexander arnold yeah trent and i would say robertson as well it's definitely um worrying um they've kept zero cleans on this uh one clean on the season right yeah one clean against chelsea game week two um yeah they've been terrible for me man it's been like ones twos and a negative one not not great man not great um i'm looking to drop one or both of them within the next couple of weeks um yeah, I just don't think that they're the same without uh, Van Dyke. And for 7-5, honestly, the, the haul potential is dropped a lot because you can't just get those random cleans. Normally what it was is like you get four points uh, every other game week and then like an extra six or eight, depending on bonus points. And then he was getting hauls every week. But um, without the clean sheets and uh, the team's not really functioning as good as they normally would be, um i'm looking to drop what about you yeah so i'm still thinking about it but i'm leaning towards dropping because i need to make some funds to bring back uh kdb yeah that's the same thing with me um either kdb or i mean i'm looking at werner in attack so i I don't know we'll see um i think they could surprise against city this week and um they're gonna need to be more involved because they can't just leave it to the front guys to just do everything um so i i probably end up holding robo for like another couple of weeks but yeah trent is probably out of my team yeah yep quite sad man and I, honestly i mean we know what's gonna happen like everyone's dropping him this week we're gonna see him haul like either against city or lester i i think lester last year was the one where he scored like fucking two goals from outside the box and had a bunch of assists right? 20 points he had yeah yeah that was ridiculous um but yeah 
it, it is what it is if that happens like you just live with it um hopefully it doesn't fingers crossed but um yeah not looking forward to watching that game for sure all right, so I guess that about wraps up our talking points for today. Well, do you want to move into uh, game week? I guess it's game week eight match predictions. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's look at this real quick. Um, you want to talk about some clean sheets first? Yep. Yeah, so I could see there's actually a lot of just looking down the list. There's a lot of potential clean sheets here. Um, I'd say Chelsea could clean Sheffield, West Ham against Fulham. Uh, Brighton, Burnley could be like a 0-0. Uh, as well as Spurs at West Brom, there's a lot of a lot of potential cleans. And then Arsenal Villa, um, yeah, Arsenal like I said always kind of park the bus. Uh, so yeah, lots of potential cleans this week. Yeah, so I'll agree. I think Brighton Burnley just because I have Lamptey and uh, Taylor, I'm hoping that's a zero zero. Yeah, I think one of them will clean the other. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So that 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 doesn't matter. Southampton might clean Newcastle even though Callum Wilson's on fire. He's on fire, dude. Yeah, that sucks you dropped him last week. It's rough, but it is what it is. It is, but I don't mind it, man, because I think Bamford's pretty sick. I think I think Bamford is better than uh, Wilson overall just because, um, like we said, right, like Leeds are more of a, like they try and get goals every game where Newcastle is kind of set up for defending every game. When it comes to you and me in terms of FPL, like the way we think, it's like, who, like which team is going to finish higher than the other? I mean, I don't see Newcastle... I think they're gonna finish bottom ten, maybe maybe mid table, but like just above, like the, like tenth or ninth or maybe yeah, eleventh, yeah. like in there. Whereas Leeds will finish top eight, in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah, if I they are, if they're gonna finish top eight, they need goals. Yep, yep, I agree. That's probably accurate. That's yep. that's one of the things. Um, I think if Chelsea don't clean Sheffield, then I'd have to rethink my Mendy Chilwell kind of picks because I expect them to clean those games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think they should do. I think they should do though, man. They're they they're really solid now. I agree with you with Spurs. I think they'll probably clean West Brom, and I think West Ham will clean Fulham. West Ham are looking very nice, man. Wait, did they? How how did they play this week? Oh yeah, Liverpool, man. They could have beat them. Yeah, yeah. What a game that was. They could have beat Liverpool too. So they're looking good. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, Arsenal and Ashenville will be tricky, but Arsenal have been looking good defensively. All right. Yeah. What about what about your goal scorers? You want to pick a couple? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Kane. I mean, seven seven a.m. game, the early morning curse, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I could see. I think uh, I think Aubameyang will have some good luck against Villa. He got that goal confidence back against United. Um, he should. I think he's he's gonna be good this week. Uh, kind of a differential as well. Uh, I know he's more expensive, but um, I think everyone kind of talked about this at the start of the season with Arsenal and Aubameyang in particular. There, once their fixtures came back. Uh, I think he's still a good pick, and now he's eleven seven only, so definitely a possibility there. Um, I think Bowen will, might score against Fulham. I think that would be nice. And then uh, Werner, or I think Werner will do something against Sheffield, probably. Hopefully, like why not? And then I don't know, man. Maybe DCL will score against United just because Maguire and Lindelof don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, we just predicted a little bit of the clean sheets and goal scorers. Um. Do you want to move on to our differentials? Yeah, so I kind of hinted at this earlier in the in the episode. Um, my defensive differential would be uh, Patrick Van Aanholt. Uh, I think he's like I, I just love watching him play, man. Honestly, and uh, on penalties sometimes he could he could get quite a few points there. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's definitely good. A few differentials from me. I'm gonna go with James Warder Prowse from Southampton. 
I guess we saw how deadly he is on set pieces. Not just direct free kicks, but set pieces in general. Corner kicks and in-swing free kicks. He's just getting better and better at it. Uh, he's very young too, so he, I'm sure he's just going to get better and better. Um, very good player. Um, so that's one. Bowen from West Ham, I think is still a good differential. Could have He was unlucky not to score against Liverpool if Fornell has actually passed the ball. Maybe he could have had two goals. And then... I I still I'm still gonna keep faith in Barkley. Maybe not for this like I don't know if he'll return this game week, but I think most people will be leaning towards Grealish in the coming game weeks and I think they're gonna overlook Barkley, but he might have some success in the upcoming game week. So we'll see. But Grealish is still like the number one pick from that team. But yeah, those are those are my differentials. So yep. Okay, let's move on. Um so our transfers, what what are you kinda looking at? How many freezers do you have this week? Just one, right? I, yeah, so I have one. I I uh I use since why don't we uh run what we did last week since we didn't pod and then go from there. Right, right. So I actually held my transfer for the first time this season. Feels nice, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> until your entire team just shits the bed and gets like no points. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of options now this week. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. Last week I dropped Jimenez and Callum Wilson for Kane and Bamford. So. I got one right. Um, now I'm waiting to see. I don't know if Bamford will return 12 points, but if he returns anything, I think I'm fine with that. So that's fine. And then for this game week, right now I'm leaning towards rolling over. I've been doing that a lot this season, and I like it. Yeah, because you can do so much with two frees, right? Like yeah, I think my team's good enough to get me a decent game week score this this weekend. Um, I'm still within what 1.5 million, so I'm not really stressing. It's only game week eight. But yeah, a lot, a lot of time in the season to go, man. Yeah, but since I'm rolling, my projected plans would be definitely trying to get, I think, trying to get KD back, KDB back, and then improving my defense. So dropping Trent. So Son and Tr- Trent would be guys that I want to move on. Also Rodriguez. So maybe I have like a mini wild card next week with three transfers. Three transfers. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at now. Um, All right, go for yeah, it. Yeah. So. There's a couple of spots in my team. I think we discussed this over the course of the pod. So Trent, of course, um, probably looking to move him on. I I look I like Chilwell, I like Zuma, and I like Bellerin. Those are my top three candidates for that. Um, same with Robertson, honestly. Um, depending on if Ings is end up, ends up being fit or not, I don't, it doesn't look good. Uh, knee injury, I think that's what he hurt initially uh, when he was out long-term before. Um, and then Mares as well. So there's four slots, basically, in my team that I'm looking to fix. Um, so that's the double Liverpool defense as well as Mares and Ings. Um, so yeah, for Mares, uh, Grealish is obvious. I think he's the obvious pick there. Um, this guy's returning every week and he looks so good. Uh, but if I want to go a little bit crazy, I could go up to De Bruyne, depending on what I decide to do with the defense slots. So there's a couple of options there. And then Ings is the last slot that I'm kind of looking at. And for him, I kind of looking at, uh, Kane. Uh, so that kind of goes against what we said with the double doubling up on Spurs. Uh, but I do think Kane is a great pick regardless. Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of have to think about that a little bit more. Um, and then I like Werner as well. Like we said, Chelsea, probably one of the best attacks moving forward with their upcoming fixtures. And Werner is like their, he's like their, their guy, man. Uh, I could see him doing really well as, as well. And then if I'm looking to go down, depending, so it, it all depends on like my price structure by the time it's done, like depending on if Ings is fit or not. Um, but I like Bamford as well. You have him in, you've been talking about leads all season and yeah, they look really good. So 
yeah, definitely looking at so so a couple of slots. Um, so if Ings is not fit, what do you think, dude? Should I just go like Trent Mares to like Grealish and someone and just hold the cash? Now that you've said all that, um, last weekend I made two transfers and they're both offensive transfers. Going forward, I do not want to make that move. Even if, let's say Wilson blanked, I still don't want to make that move because because I think I should have made a def- at least one defensive move and one offensive move. So on that note, I definitely think you should, one of your moves should be to move on Trent. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that's one move that you should do. And then pretty much nailed. Yeah. Yeah, And then um, you decide between Ings and Mars. I think Ings is a very good player right now, bro. Like we saw that goal. We were watching the highlights before this. We saw his goal. Very good. So if you can hold him, man, I would because he's a sick player. Yeah, I wish if he's fit, I'm going to hold him, man. That's what I was saying. Um, I was talking to some of our other friends about this before. Um, if Ings is fit, I think he's a season hold, man. His form looks so good. That that goal was sick. Dude, he's just a clinical finisher. And I think you had some like hard luck with him last season. But right now, it's like... I mean, I, it's turned around, man. He's producing for me. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't uh, look to drop him just yet unless he's red flag. Yeah, I agree. I think that's probably accurate. But yeah, Mares. I I think you like Ings more than Mares. Yeah, if you can get rid of Mares and Trent, do that because you're gonna get a lot of money from Trent, and you can fund that Mares move to whoever you want. You'll have lots of options. Yeah. So basically, what I'm looking at now is like either Bellerin or Zuma, um, in for, in for Trent, and then Grealish in for Mares. And then what that allows me to do actually is like after a couple of weeks. So Rashford actually has Everton and then West Brom. So I'm looking to keep him for those two. And then from there, I can go to KDB. Uh, that'll be game week 10. And City's fixtures look amazing from then on. So I think that's pretty pretty sound there. What about you? Uh, any any future plans? Uh, no, I, so I said my future plans. I'll probably drop like either Son, Alexander, Arnold, and Rodriguez. So between those three, I'm going to drop. I think I'm going to keep Barkley. I know Grealish is the better pick, but I don't mind having that differential from that team. I think I'm going to keep him. I like him, man. I mean, he's also 6.0. It's like not like you're going to make a lot of money by dropping him or like there's not much gain to be made there. we'll see i'm gonna keep my eyes on that but definitely rodriguez uh i like him he's he's probably gonna score or assist in the future but i don't want two everton players like i, I need someone from united and city at, at some point so i have to get rid of those guys and yeah son i'm gonna keep this week i think his away form is very good so i don't we'll get into captaincy but and then like you like like trent uh trent i'll probably drop at some point but right now i'm, I'm looking to roll over yeah, yeah. Um, so just one last thing. What do you think about getting KDB in this week? If Ings is fit, um, and yeah, that's that's about it. If Ings is fit, I can do like Trent and Robertson both out and get in um, like Bellerin, Chilwell, and De Bruyne for Mares and the two defenders. Yeah, so most people would be reluctant in getting KDB in just because he plays Liverpool. But if anything, your best players rise to the occasion. And I think KD, yeah, that's I, think I think KDB too. is gonna dis- destroy Liverpool, bro. Like they don't have any defense, man. They're gonna concede. Yeah. Like yeah, okay, their attack is good, but they're so vulnerable at the back right now. And Pep knows it. De Bruyne knows it. Knows it. He's the captain. He's gonna lead his team to victory. So if you can get KDB, why not? You don't have to wait for the next fixture run. You can get him in before. Like he already got an assist last. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Get in. A Did he get bit. bonus points? Um, I don't think so. No, I think he just ended up with six. Six. Okay, so six or seven. I mean. Um, yeah, he just had yeah, you're six. right. Six points. So still one of the best players in the game. I, um, I like the idea of getting him in early while he's like kind of a differential too, right? Exactly. So 
differential and he's also he's always captain material if need be right like i mean one of my things was when we were dropping him a couple weeks ago was like make sure you can like get him in easily and i think this is a good week to do it if i mean again it all resides on ings's fitness and if ings is hurt i'll probably end up getting werner yeah i guess that just about wraps it man it's a good episode yeah do you want to move on to captaincy yeah so who's it on for you you go ahead yeah i'm gonna keep it on kane although son Son is in my squad, so we'll see. His away form is better, right? But Kane is just like, he's a goal scorer and a playmaker at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's everything in one for sure. Um, Yeah, I'm on uh, Son at the moment as well. Um, I don't think it's much debate there, to be honest. It seems pretty straightforward. Uh, Salah has City away. You don't really know what's going to happen in that game. Um, But yeah, next week, I'm going to get ahead of myself. But next week, it's on Rashford, man. West Brom at home. Nice. Mm, that's good. <laughs> You're excited for next week. Yeah, 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 for sure. But there's an international break coming as well, right? So that's that's so annoying between game week eight and nine. Now that we're we're both on like Spurs captains. Yeah. Obviously, West Brom are not Brighton, but do we have anything to worry about? Because like we expected, or at least I expected Kane to get at least two goals or more than six points, but he only got six points uh, in game week seven. So yeah. Do we have anything to be worried about? Because we know how Jose Mourinho is, but like they are the team with the most goals in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you think it's the right call? I mean, so because when we look to captain, we we're looking for big hauls. We're not just looking for six points. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think it, it it is a little bit concerning. Like I said, like I mean, like you said, it is a Mourinho team. They do like to play defense first and make sure the clean sheet is locked. Um, but like I think the quality of Kane and Son. In a game against like West Brom, their defenders are really not good. Uh, I think it's gonna shine through in comparison to West Ham, which are actually a really, uh, sorry Brighton, which are actually a really competent uh, team. In comparison, I think West Brom will be open. I don't think I have any issues with the captaincy choice there. Awesome, Jay. There you have it, folks. Another episode in the books. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're posting daily content for you guys. So, you know, keep us posted. Drop some questions. Uh, on social media and we can definitely address them in next week's podcast any uh final send-off for you nah man good episode um hopefully i come out of this uh two free transfers a little bit better been a been a rough couple weeks so um yeah hopefully we turn it around from here there you have it folks i'm your co-host johnny this is jason and this is the fpl and wine podcast signing off peace (music) 